What's going on, family? Happy Wednesday. Welcome to another edition of The Faction. I'm your man, Gerard Bonner, and I hope you guys are doing well. Hope your day is off to a fantastic start as our countdown to WrestleMania continues. It is unbelievable that we are basically about 10 days away from WrestleMania, which is nuts. We work all year to get to this point, and boom, here we are, and it's come up on us extremely fast. So today, we're going to be talking about the road to WrestleMania, and I want to give you some insight into the events that are happening Mania Week I, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just get there. First and foremost, a big shout out to everybody who joins us on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. Thank you for your continued support. Shouts to all of you who are following us and subscribe to our podcast as well, wherever you check us out, Spotify, Apple, Google. Thank you so much. It is appreciated for sure. If you're not already subscribed, go ahead and subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Also, if you're not following us, you can do that as well. And if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of what we're doing here at The Faction and letting people all across the world hear what you have going on, a couple of ways you can reach out to us. You can reach out to us via DM in all of those platforms. So at The Faction Show, just give us a direct message and we'll get you the information. Or, of course, you can shoot us an email. You can email me personally at bonnerfied at gmail.com. Again, bonnerfied at gmail.com. We'll get to the information and you can become a sponsor to your favorite pro wrestling podcast. How cool is that? Okay, so the road to WrestleMania, we are certainly on it for sure. And WrestleMania itself has grown to be much larger than just an event for one company. It really is the Super Bowl of pro wrestling. It is the space where all wrestlers come together these days to be able to commune, put on great shows, entertain fans, etc., etc., etc. So the road there goes through NXT 2.0. Now, let me just say this. There will be some some spoilers for NXT 2.0. So if you don't want spoilers, go ahead and hit pause, finish watching NXT, then come back to this podcast. If it's not something that concerns you, then no worries. Keep listening. With that said, NXT 2.0 took place last night. And I have to say this before I even get into a recap of what happened last night. I think that for those of us who were fans of the NXT black and yellow presentation, that watching NXT 2.0 can be difficult. And it can be difficult because we are often thinking about what was. We think about what NXT brought us, the great matches, the great weekly shows, the takeovers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's so awkward these days to not hear the term takeover being used. It's awkward that NXT 2.0 hasn't gone on the road yet and their first road show will be stand and deliver in front of the largest crowd of this version of NXT. So you think about all those things and it can make it tough to watch. In fact, I don't know that anybody really wants to watch another version of WWE. But with that said, I also think that we have to start acknowledging that now that we are about six months into this experiment, they've started to do part of what they intended to do, establish some new stars, 
alter the style a bit, and yet they also realize that the NXT fan base still wants great in-ring content. And I will say this, I think it is an overall criticism of all of WWE's brands, with the exception of NXT UK, that the content that they're giving us on television and in-ring don't measure up because there's always this cloud over WWE. I think it's about time to take a second look at NXT 2.0, at Raw, at SmackDown, because amid all of the entertainment value that WWE looks to bring us, they're actually bringing us a lot of sport, and they're bringing us some really good wrestling matches, and some decent stories as well. And I think NXT 2.0 was proof of that last night. We had the winners of the Dusty Cup being Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray. And let me just say this. I would have felt some kind of way if they had not won. They were clearly the two most experienced wrestlers in all of this. And when you take another makeshift team like Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu and you put them in the ring against these two long reigning former women's champions, it seems to only make sense that the former two champions would win, much like the original winners of the Dusty Cup being Finn Balor and Samoa Joe. With all of that said, I thought it was an interesting twist that NXT threw in that this tag team wouldn't go after the tag titles, but instead will go after the NXT Women's Championship, making that a fatal four-way at Stand and Deliver, which, to be perfectly honest with you, is going to be a much bigger draw than seeing the champion Mandy Rose against the still upstart Cora Jade. With all of that said, NXT Stand and Deliver is really starting to shape up to be a pretty solid event from NXT 2.0. Talk about entertainment value. All that happened last night with Gunther, a.k.a. Walter, and Duke Hudson, a match we didn't know we were going to get. Yet those chops that Gunther laid in last night were so insanely legendary. Like, that's worth going back and watching NXT 2.0 as well. And then, of course, these matches that we're getting to qualify for the ladder match for the NXT North American Championship held by Carmelo Hayes. I think they have enough elements on this show where it is starting to really be a good thing for NXT 2.0. And, of course, Dolph Ziggler as your champion. Now, next week, we'll get into likely some predictions for NXT Stand and Deliver. But I will say this, I'm going to go against the grain here. I know that it seems like a foregone conclusion that Braun Breaker will regain the NXT championship against the current champion, Dolph Ziggler. But I don't want to see that. I want to see Ziggler retain the title. I think Ziggler does more for the new NXT than Braun Breaker does. I think Braun Breaker is kind of the foregone conclusion. Breaker, very much a Steiner, very much like his dad and his uncle in terms of that intensity, that inability to talk, but most of his work is done in the ring. Like, I think those kinds of things are well for him as a Steiner. I don't think they mark well for a future WWE champion or the current NXT champion, but it's not my decision. I think Dolph Ziggler adds enough intrigue in terms of, wow, somebody from Raw is the current NXT champion. Maybe people will get more eyes on NXT because of it. 
I don't know. Speaking of that, I've heard that it's going to become a regular thing to have folks from Raw on NXT. With that said, I think the best usage of that was last week when Dominic Mysterio came over to NXT for a match. Personally, I think Dominic Mysterio belongs in NXT. I think that's a great place for him to be able to really work through some things and mature as a performer. I think that's his speed. I think it'll give him a chance to actually become a solo star and not have to live in the shadow of his dad. So to me, move Mysterio to NXT. It's a massive win for everybody involved. We'll see if they actually listen, but I know folks from Stanford are listening. So with that said, consider moving Dominic Mysterio over to NXT. Ray can still come out and coach him. Again, more star power. And I know you're trying to build new stars, but Dominic Mysterio still isn't really considered a star on Raw or on SmackDown. He's very much his dad's kid. I think he gets to be his own man in NXT. So that's just my two cents about it. I do think NXT Stand and Deliver is going to be a pretty outstanding event. Will it measure up to the takeovers of old? I don't know that it'll do all of that. Remember last year's takeover Stand and Deliver needed to be two days and it was insane. It was absolutely insane. I don't know if we're going to get insanity this time around, but I do think we're going to get a great, great show from the largest crowd to see this version of NXT as it will be held in Dallas at the American Airlines Arena. I believe they're configuring that seating for about 5,000. So don't look for, you know, a 15,000 seater, but 5,000 people in comparison to the normal 100, 200, maybe 300 that they get in the Performance Center every week is going to make it look fantastic. I'm sure the nerves are going to be on 10 for all the folks from NXT because most of them have not performed in front of a crowd that large before. But with all that said, I think it's going to be pretty incredible to check out. So be on the lookout for that. When we come back, it's time to talk about the events that are happening at Mania Week. And you'll probably want to pull out a pen and pad for this because if you're going, you're going to need to chart your course because you won't be able to catch everything that's going down. I've known Dylan since he was 15. I've known what a crazy fanatic he's been. He never just went and played. So what are you doing? Well, you know, I gotta plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown and ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. I said, I'm gonna start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy. Because at the end of the day, wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient, and I announced that we were going to start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content. But then I started to see all the things that he was doing. It was starting to look really professional. Gary had stirred up so much shit. We were going to be the laughing stock of the entire city if we didn't deliver. Perceptions, reality. How do we get on Sons of Honor? What was the process of them walking over there like, I'm going to do that? I thought, honestly, he was dead. You hear his brain swelling. I literally thought Southern Honor was probably done. You always told me if you don't like an idea, come up with a better idea. You're telling me you won't listen to the idea? And we're gonna pack 1,000 people. I couldn't wait for an answer from Chris. We weren't sure. No confirmation. How about that? Oh. 
The lights are going out here. The first indie show I've ever done in 23 years was with Southern Honor, and now everyone's talking about this company. Nothing bigger than that's ever going to happen here. A few minutes later, it was extremely hard to maintain relationships because I was working with Gary. I don't know that they would go to war for me. They would go to war for Dylan. Finally, this year is going to be mine. COVID. I can honestly say my last match will be here just because Southern Honor is that special to me. So many things that have happened in my life that you could write on paper and it would read as a book. And Southern Honor is just another chapter. As long as there's a win. Southern Honor Wrestling is now on IWTV. Relive the biggest moments and memories from SHW's historic first year. I'm in Dallas Vegas here at Southern Honor Wrestling. Quint Jericho is here and can't watch out. It's going on. because we're just getting started. Don't miss another second of SHW, the fastest growing independent promotion in the Southeast. Check out Southern Honor Wrestling now at independentwrestling.tv. New subscribers use promo code SHW to get five free days. SHW, this is our wrestling. WrestleMania, as we have been saying, is bigger than the WWE at this point. And I don't know if that was Vince McMahon's intention, but it has become that way. Certainly over the last five to six years, well, really even before that. You can go back to 2006 when Ring of Honor began doing their Supercard of Honor to tack on to WrestleMania weekend. At that point... We didn't have a ton of independent wrestling going on, and so there weren't a lot of people that were willing to make that investment to be in front of this crowd. But think about how much sense this makes. You're going to have 100 to 200,000 people specifically in Dallas for pro wrestling. They all are going to want something other than just WWE, and here's why I say that. Going to WrestleMania really is akin to going to the Super Bowl or the NBA Finals or the World Series or the World Cup. Only the deepest level of fans are coming to this. You're going to spend money on travel, accommodations, food, ticket prices for these actual events. So you're really going to get the diehard of the diehard. And now that restrictions are lifting in terms of travel you're going to get that international crowd once again that made wrestlemania and then the monday after mania the raw after mania so insane which means now that the smackdown before mania will likely be equally insane but we'll see with all of that said wrestling companies have done a pretty major thing by really tacking their events around WrestleMania week. Now, there's some degree of controversy. There are some that say, hey, they shouldn't do this because it's leeching off of WWE. And there are those who even go so far as to say there are organizations and fans who dog the WWE all year long, but then will make money potentially off of WrestleMania week. 
Here's my thought on that. First and foremost, I don't think WWE even cares. And here's what I mean. A, they're not going to try to shut any of those down because WrestleMania is the draw. WrestleMania is why people are coming in. Now, I can tell you from my work in the music community that we would see this kind of thing happen, certainly during Grammy week. We also see it during Dove Award week in the Christian world, in Stellar Award week during the gospel world. Lord knows I ran some shows. Other folks ran some shows. It started to become super popular before the pandemic hit to run a show during Stellar weekend. And a lot of it makes sense. Same thing for wrestling. In this case, you've got fans who are going to want to have something to do outside of the Saturday and Sunday, outside of the Friday, Saturday and Sunday of SmackDown Hall of Fame and WrestleMania's night one and two and even Raw on Monday night. So it gives them an opportunity to do something else and see some other stars that they might not get an opportunity to have access to. Now, the WrestleMania fan I said was a diehard and they are. But some of them are diehard wrestling fans and some of them are diehard WWE fans. Either way, the percentage of fans that will come from WrestleMania to go to these events will be large enough to allow these events to work well, right? So I think everybody wins from this. I don't think it's a bad thing that these other events do this. Now, it's interesting to note that AEW will specifically not be there And they're not going to be there because obviously they're the rival to WWE in their own mind and a lot of other people's minds. And for them, they want to be able to create their own scenario. So I totally get that. But you have representation from virtually every other promotion that you can think of there at WrestleMania week. So what I'm going to do is just share some of the events that are happening. I'm going to tell you now, as I started preparing for this, trust me when I tell you, there are more events happening WrestleMania week than you could possibly shake a stick at. So if you're going to WrestleMania, you're going to have to figure out which events you're going to want to go to because it is going to be physically impossible to go to all of these events. The great thing is, I don't know that the venues are expecting 100,000 people. I'm sure they aren't. And even though multiple events are happening at the same time, with 100,000 fans or 200,000 fans potentially there, there's enough wrestling to go around. So let's start on Thursday, which is when things are going to start, March the 31st. There's a lot going on there. I'm going to share what's going on and some of the names you might be familiar with. Glory Pro Wrestling kicks things off with their Cemetery Gates event at 11 a.m. And this is one of the events that you can watch as part of GCW's collective bundle. And some of the matches they'll have there will include Matt Fitchett and Davey Vega against the No Remorse Corps. Now, that's the team of Davey Richards and Rocky Romero. Rocky Romero, of course, from New Japan. Davey Richards, you've seen in Ring of Honor, Impact, MLW, and a number of other places. Also, interestingly enough, Warhorse who is an independent star who had gotten a shot at the TNT Championship at one time, takes on Josh Alexander, who is re-signed with Impact. And then you have Tootie Lynn, who recently appeared on NWA's Empower. She will be taking on Janai Kai, and Janai Kai has spent some time in AEW. So already we're starting off with some names showing up. 
3 p.m. that same day is Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 8. Now, this is kind of wrestling's answer or Josh Barnett's answer to MMA. It's usually a match inside of a ring with no ropes, and it is just full-on battling until somebody taps out. There are some incredible matches that are going to be here. Zita Zhang against Marina Shafir. We remember Marina Shafir from her time in NXT. We also have Timothy Thatcher, a former NXT tag champion, taking on J.R. Kratos, a former NWA tag team champion. That's a pretty incredible match. Masha Slamovich and Janai Kai, that's going to be a big one. John Hennigan, formerly known as John Morrison, takes on Simon Gotch, who's a former NXT champion. Josh Barnett gets in the ring with Jonah, and Jonah is a former NXT North American champion. He, he was known as Bronson Reed. Minoru Suzuki from New Japan Pro Wrestling will be at Bloodsport 8, taking on Chris Dickinson who's also a part of New Japan America. And then former AEW world champion John Moxley is taking on Biff Busick. Biff Busick is formerly known as Oni Lorcan. These two are going to tear the house down, and that's happening Thursday night of Mania. So while AEW will not specifically be there in name with an event, a number of their superstars and wrestlers will be present, John Moxley being one of them. That's at Bloodsport. That's also on Thursday. That's at 3 p.m. Triple A is going to invade WrestleCon, and WrestleCon is a big event. A nice wrestling convention that has happened during Mania Week for quite some time. They're going to have a number of events happening during that week, including AAA invading WrestleCon. So if you love Lucha Libre and you've never had the opportunity to see AAA live, this might be your opportunity. The NWA tag titles will be on the line as Mecha Wolf and Bestia666 take on Aerostar and Drago. And that already has my attention because I remember Aerostar and Drago from Lucha Underground. The tag team champions from the NWA just competed in the Crockett Cup over the weekend. So that's going to be crazy. The AAA Cruiserweight Championship is on the line as Laredo Kid takes on Flamita and Bandito. Bandito is currently a Ring of Honor World Champion, and I say a Ring of Honor World Champion because he'll be taking on Jonathan Gresham at the Supercard of Honor the next night to unify the Ring of Honor World Titles. That's just on Thursday, and that's not it. At the same time is the Insane Hardcore Wrestling Extreme Combat event. That looks like that's going to be crazy. And then on top of that, later that night, you got the iconic Heroes Wrestling Excellence Old School Hustle. Some cool matches there. MLW will be represented there in Dallas with MLW Intimidation Games. Some big matches happening there, including the MLW World Tag Team Championships as EJ Nduka and Calvin Tankman will be defending the titles against Ares and Gino Medina. Alex Hammerstone is taking on Richard Holiday. The Von Ericks are battling 5150. That's going to be crazy. MLW Intimidation Games. And then... ROW, which is Reality of Wrestling, that's Booker T's organization, and WCPW will have Texas Showdown Day 1, and that will feature, if you can imagine this, RVD, Booker T, and Ryan Davidson taking on Max Castellanos, Charlie Haas, and Clayton Bloodstone in a six-man tag. 
Control Your Narrative will have an event. It's called Awakening. And then Joey Janela's Spring Break Part 6 will be taking place as the GCW World Champion John Moxley takes on AJ Gray for the title. Blake Christian takes on AR Fox, which I'm excited about. And then Joey Janela takes on X-Pac. That's all just day one. And that's not it for day one. You also have... Mark Hitchcock's Memorial Super Show, which will feature Biff Busick against Minoru Suzuki. The Briscoe Brothers taking on Homicide and Low Key. Like, I'm excited. And then check this out. Mia Yim will take on Athena, who is formerly known as Ember Moon. That's happening at the Mark Hitchcock Memorial Super Show. That's all still Thursday night. And then GCW has a late night event called Planet Death. Yeah, I just gave you information about Thursday, just Thursday. That's about seven or eight events, right? In fact, here's what I'm going to do, because I think if I nail all of the events right now, we'll be here for a while. So we'll take another show to focus on the Friday events and the Friday events. Of course, you already have SmackDown in the Hall of Fame, but there are a ton of other amazing events that are happening on Friday. And then there's WrestleMania Saturday and Sunday. So we'll devote some time to that. But that's just on Thursday of WrestleMania week. So if you're planning to go, keep those events in mind. The amazing thing is you'll actually be able to watch a lot of these events on pay-per-view. A lot of them are a part of either the Collective 2022 bundle or the Fight Fest 2022 bundle. And all of that information you can find via Fight TV. So definitely you can check all of that out. It's going to be an amazing weekend of wrestling. So By all means, check out any of those events if you're going to WrestleMania weekend or if you're planning on watching WrestleMania and you want to be involved and you can't get there, you can always watch it on pay-per-view. So with that said, we're going to get out of here. Check out my socials and we'll put these on the faction socials as well. We did a reel yesterday kind of giving an introduction to all things WrestleMania. Today, we're going to be dropping one in honor of WrestleMania 13 which took place on this day in 1997. So it's the 25th anniversary of that. So we'll get into that. It's going to be absolutely amazing. I think you'll love this reel. And uh, more to come this week, so be connected to that. And then, of course, tonight we've got AEW Dynamite and all sorts of other great things happening. So by all means, hit us up on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at The Faction Show. Be sure to follow me as well on the socials at Bonnerfied. And until next time, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, the EP, John Murray. My name is Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction. <laughs>